What ho, brave navigator of this continent of wild endeavor we like to call podcast land. I am Leon, and I'm joined in the Hubakwin studios today by my fellow show hosts, Drew. Good evening, or morning, or night. Marie. Hiya. And Jim. Hey there, podcast land. If you've clicked on this episode, you'll know it's an intro slash trailer. So here is a quick insight into our humble podcast, what it's all about, and why you should spend every spare moment of your life listening to it. We've taken it upon ourselves to review all of Doctor Who there is. Well, all of TV and movie Doctor Who anyway. And some of the audiobooks. And comic books. And conventions. So pretty much all of Doctor Who there is. We're going through all the 2005 relaunch New Who episode by episode. That's mostly Drew, Leon and yours truly. At the time of recording this intro, we've just arrived at Peter Capaldi, so as you can imagine, things are rather exciting. But who knows, perhaps you're listening to this in the future and we've already reviewed it all. Shall I tell you how it ends? And parallel to that, we're going through all of Classic Who, from 1963 onward. I'm doing those with Leon. We're mid-Tom Baker at the moment, so this may be the happiest I've ever been. Disclaimer number one. We don't profess to be experts by any stretch, even after doing hundreds of these episodes, but we think you'll enjoy discovering Doctor Who alongside us. Disclaimer number two. We've been around for over six years now and are aware that we didn't get proper mics and mixers until about our review of God in the Fireplace, so that might be a good place to start. Not convinced yet? You guys are demanding customers. We respect that. Enjoy this clip show of our past exploits. And if you like what you hear, subscribe to the show and get involved. We love reading our listeners' reviews on the podcast. And you'll not want to miss all the goodness at whobackwhen.com either. We've got a visual index there of every Doctor, Companion, Ally, Nemesis, Robot, Alien and Spectre. And there's a blog, of course, which some of you, dearest podcast land, have contributed to yourselves. You can read all sorts of stuff there, from episode rankings to fan audio adventure reviews. There really are no excuses. And we've definitely stroked our own egos enough now. Okie dokie. Cha-chow for now. On with the clip show. Here we go. It's called The Rings of Akatan. Am I the only one who thinks that the singing should have been cut out of this episode entirely? You are not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Good. No. This is a reverse Highlander situation. (laughs) The bit that annoyed me most about the singing... No, two things. The, the <laughs> Hang on, wait, two things. <laughs> the Spanish Inquisition. They're coming. <laughs> so, take a second, you may think of Ted. <laughs> okay, so, for example, Clara gave her ring to the dog person. That's bullshit, That had a lot of meaning for Clara, so it, it was a very high value. Now the dog person has it, it has zero meaning for the dog person, so it has no resale value. <laughs> That's such a good point. Oh my god. Oh, you no, you no, just no. ruined economy. You have not, because this is psychometry. The objects are psychically imprinted with their history. So yeah, they but, always but have when? the same value. Which means it's cumulative. But most things and are no important to someone. The way to be wealthy, like Marie just hinted, you just grab a load of rocks and just pass them through your family. And then <laughs> the generation 50 years in the future. Not oh, 50 yeah, this, years, is, this is great grandma's rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she sat um, on it once when her ass was too hot and it cooled her right down. Yeah, I do kind of like the idea, and I think we've just actually ripped it apart. <laughs> Enough that. Sorry. I realise it's now terrible. But I kind of like the idea. But I feel like Clara paid an extortionate amount for that. Yeah, and And she's next to the doctor. Doesn't the doctor. The doctor has like bottomless Mary Poppins pockets. Dig for some pocket leaf from the doctor's pocket. Give him his coat or his bow tie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could spit. Take off your fucking bow tie, doctor. Have the doctor spit in the dog's face because his spit (laughs) has seen a lot. (laughs) Yeah. 
Because, <laughs> because according to River Song, whole civilizations would wipe out entire planets just for a molecule of Time Lord DNA. That's true. <laughs> exactly. That's true. <laughs> Give her a sock. Have the doctor urinate on the scooter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you do Actually, when you get caught a, short she's of a dog. Space. She's a dog. She, she will be impressed by this. No, actually, yeah, she's she's just going to sniff it. She's no. going to be like, fair play. Exactly. She's a dog. She'll just go, oh, shit, you own that now. So there is a star in the middle, which happens to be alive, sentient, and incredibly malicious. And then there is a like an alarm clock being who's asleep inside a box. Yes. But every now and again, you have to feed him a child as the snooze button. Okay, so can I just point something out? Kill the alarm clock. Just kill him. He is asleep in a box. Just kill him in his sleep. It doesn't even have to hurt. I'm sure that when you Sneak do Sneak up behind him. him and just, like, gently push push a needle into his ear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you thought about this? It's called the Sontaran Experiment. I didn't really buy the whole, we lost the nervous space station. <laughs> it's like, no, you just didn't go back and look for it. Exactly. It was there for thousands of years, you lazy sons of bitches. Yes. <laughs> It's like living in a one-bedroom flat and losing a bear. <laughs> it's like, no, you just never went into the bathroom like, where the bear was. <laughs> this entire thing is shot on location. Yeah, that's true. It's, There's zero it's indoor weird. stuff. It's zero TARDIS, nothing. Like, Guys, <laughs> anyone fancy a weekend in Dartmoor? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a spiffing idea. We can't make a six-episode excuse, but we could definitely make a two-episode exactly. excuse. <laughs> Barry, you bring the coke. <laughs> It's called Robot of Sherwood. I remembered it being bad and I was not disappointed. <laughs> because you wanted it to be bad? Or? A little a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Marie is all about the coherence of her memories rather than the objective quality of something of art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I'd rather millions of people suffered but my brain works properly. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah that, no, that's fair enough. As long as suffering is like suffering through a mediocre hour of television and not, you know, yeah. other people brain. having yeah. wonky brains. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, fine. exactly. I can't criticize the center of the self for being self-centered. Okay. I can't shoot this arrow. I've got a broken arm. I can't shoot this arrow. I'm, I can't aim. I can't aim. I can't shoot this arrow. I'm a woman. I only know <laughs> taekwondo. <laughs> like, yep, I've only got room for one skill in my head at any one time. I used to be a computer hacker, then I learned taekwondo and I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> I know. Let's all do it. Let's put all our three limbs together. Let's put all our legs in one basket. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Robots of Death. See, I was starting to think maybe, so if you had two people, then yeah. it gets weird if they don't get along. Oh, right. So then you they, need a third so person. So you need a third person. But then two of them are going to partner up, and then the third person yeah, is going to exactly. get lonely. So you need a fourth person so you can double date. But then what if they don't really mesh? So you need a fifth person just to hedge your bets. But then one person's going to be lonely, so you need a sixth person. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring a seventh person, because occasionally you want to be by yourself. <laughs> so, See, I was going to stop you at four and just say, and then you can have a shift pattern. <laughs> so four is a good number, and then you have two fours. And then you need an eighth person because that makes a human centipede. <laughs> Speaking of human centipede... Uh, no, I, no, not segue from that. <laughs> it's called The Angels Take Manhattan. 
that we are talking about the net gains to be made from this plan. Yeah. Who is keeping them alive for 30 or 40 years? Yeah, where is who feeds them? them. Yeah, yeah, where is the minibar? Where, where are the staff? Yeah. I guess every now and then an angel just comes in. <laughs> Housekeeping! <laughs> <laughs> click, 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 click. Changes their sheets, puts a mint on the pillow. <laughs> Sends them back another 10 years. Maybe they hire maids and they keep sending them back and they don't realise. We should. It would be good to see maids. Oh, you know what? Now I don't like this plan no, anymore. This it is not make any sense. It, on the surface, it seems so clever. Yeah. Oh, it's not clever at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Superficially, it works. There's a lot more goes into running a hotel than just filling rooms with old people. It's called Horror of Fang Rock. So we get Lord Henry Palmerdale. Yes. Alcoholic, brandy-fueled. Insider trading douche nozzle. Yeah, d- douche nozzle is right. He's a total ass clown. Colonel Skinsale. <laughs> Skinsale. Skin, is that his name? I believe so. Skin. Maybe I haven't said it right. I love it. <laughs> He's Skinsale regardless. <laughs> Come down to the colonels. We got a skin sale. <laughs> we got every skin you need. Four skin. <laughs> Four skin. Can't for think the price of any of other. Three skin. <laughs> It's called Flesh and Stone. What exactly was she expecting when she goes, hold that thought, and then goes away from him, lays down on the bed, and just spreads her legs? (laughs) Oh, God. She doesn't quite spread her legs. They are... Well, I mean, okay, so she's parallel. Fine, but she gets on the bed. She Mm. she just, like, gets on the bed. What what was the thing that she said? Oh, it's, like, it's always... It's been all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's like, oh, hold that thought. I'm going to go away from you now. It's all about me. <laughs> Indulge me, Doctor. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's really important that I sort you out. It's like, <laughs> that's what I've been trying to tell you. Oh. With my open legs and my rabid fanny. <laughs> Poor Rory. Oh, no. I feel really bad for Rory. I feel really bad. And it's not even like, I don't love her anymore, I'm not getting married. It's just, I want a boner time lord before my wedding exactly. day. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. It's awful. One last fling. Yeah. Ugh, Amy. Yeah. Shame no. on Shame her. on you. Shame. Yes. Shame, Amy. Yes. Shame. Shame. Shamey. <laughs> Ooh, I've got a martini. It is weird that Amy takes him back to her bedroom at that exact time. Yeah. And it's like, see that wedding dress? Does it not turn you on a bit? <laughs> but it's going to be the closest thing to adultery. Yeah. If we do it now. Like, yeah. the, like the nearest oh. thing without being technically. Oh, oh no, it's yeah. awful. It's weird. Yeah. Also, let's go back to the place where you first met me when I was when a I was child. Eight. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. You got... I, I'm going to assume tons of master bedrooms in the TARDIS. Go to any one of yeah, those. Exactly. There's probably a sex dungeon in the TARDIS. <laughs> there are so many places. Yeah. It, Doctor, you've always been telling me about the dildo room. Show me the dildo room. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Beast Below. I have an issue with you press the button and immediately everything, like the trigger is pressed and the whole thing is kaput. Do you not, do you not think there would be some kind of state like, oh no, Queenie tripped and like accidentally pushed the button. Why is there a huge button? Dead. Huge button. There's yeah. not even a lid over it. No, I know. <laughs> no safety yeah. feature. Yeah. Also, it doesn't, it doesn't look technologically advanced enough to know if it's Queenie's hand or not. Like Amy grabs her, but. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's a game a button. show button. It's a it's massive a buzzer. button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody could trip and fall and press that button. <laughs> either either the kids traumatized or maybe they are actually wiping their memories. Cuz wouldn't the kids want to go back upstairs to their 
you know, quote, real world as their well. parents, I guess. Yeah, so maybe they're I wiping their memories as well. Maybe the, And maybe they wipe the parents' memories so you don't know you've ever had a kid. Well, wouldn't you have to wipe everyone's memories? Like, hey, hey, Lisa, did you used to have a daughter? <laughs> <laughs> no, what are you talking about? Wait. I've never given sure, birth. <laughs> pretty sure you had a daughter. Did someone dog city your flat? Do you have different family photos in your house now? Is <laughs> there, so like, grey yeah. shadows in all the corners? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like just like the dusty well, outlines. Yeah. <laughs> we get to see the classroom. Well, the sort of dispensing of not grades even. Actually, just like have a nice day. Have a nice day. You're about to be killed. Yeah, the, the yeah he got a zero. That's like, like we don't know what the scale is. Everybody else got like ninety two. <laughs> Timmy gets a zero. What? <laughs> Timmy just a. Hammer home. Like, uh, hammer home, what a disappointment to every living, breathing human being you are. Zero. Yeah. You know, there was a mark for writing Timmy at the top of the paper in the box where it says name, and you fucking failed that as well. That's not a pen, that's a carrot. <laughs> it's called The Face of Evil. Then it got retitled to The Tower of Imolo. This is already hinting at like how different it must have been, how yeah. the names changed and whatever. What tower? What yeah, tower? Exactly. Yeah. And then, for quite a long time, I think, it was called The Day God Went Mad. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting note they have on Wikipedia as well is that Hinchcliffe didn't dislike it because of the religious connotations. Is that it wasn't in keeping with the other titles. <laughs> it wasn't a the something of something, I'm sorry. <laughs> If you could put an of in there, it'll be fine. This is what I'm saying. Like, we're yeah. gradually, you know, hey, if you stick around long enough, you get a whole person. We've had the might of evil. We na- we've had the hand of fear. Yeah. We're now getting the face of evil. <laughs> Actually, I went to the uh, Toddler's Wiki list of all episodes and just controlled or command f stuff like eye and nose and mouth <laughs> <laughs> just to see, like, wait. how long are we going to have to wait? Is there a nose of something? No, but wouldn't that be great? <laughs> It's called Image of the Fendal. The science, in quotes, <laughs> is usual Doctor Who science. Of- Those were the biggest air quotes. <laughs> the science. Like, this is a low sci-fi. We know that. We love it because of that. Like, it's not... Sure, yeah. It's not really trying to explain it with science, is it? It's just throwing a little bit of... Yeah, Alien. Alien did it. Space stuff did it. Because space. Yeah. yeah. Because space, man. <laughs> I'm sure you understand the space. <laughs> That's not an offensive accent if anyone's picking up on that. It was it's a just, space it's, accent. It was a space accent. It's just accent. Drew. It's my version of Drew. You <laughs> 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 cut that. I'm keeping it. <laughs> it's called the Deadly Assassin. Yeah. Look, I'm going to take down all of Gallifrey. And you can do nothing to stop it. Shoot him. Problem solved. He will have had that moment to gloat. In fact, at that point, he can take out his little skeleton dick and do a little propeller. <laughs> and then he... Funny enough, that didn't make it in the cut. <laughs> then he blasts Doc in the face with the gun. With the, the gun. gun. Oh, okay, with okay. the gun. Then he goes and Indiana Joneses himself. Right? That makes way more sense. Yeah. It's called The Time of Angels. You two should isolate yourselves and go off into the darkest part of the maze and expose yourselves to extreme peril, and I'm sure that will work out for everyone. (laughs) It's like the ultimate cannon fodder scene. Oh, very much so. Oh, and by the way, Bob, here, wear this red shirt while you're at it. Exactly! (laughs) 
the only way it could have been more cannon foddery would have been if one of them had said, I can't believe this. My two brothers, they've already died doing this, but but I've prayed, so I'm going to be all right in this one. Yeah, it's going to be different. Yeah. This is my last mission before I retire. <laughs> Here's a picture of my wife. Angelina. <laughs> she just had our first child. I can't believe it, guys. I'm a dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Little Angelillo. I can't wait to see him again. <laughs> Give it some other special distinction or significance that isn't based on its size. That's all you need to do. Oh, no. Story of my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. As, as in the curator, he uses what he's got really well. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's on an asteroid. How do you get the biggest museum ever on an asteroid? Wait, it's on an asteroid? That's what he said, the Delirium Archive, on an asteroid. Oh. None of this checks out. It's definitely not the biggest museum. No. It's 100% not the biggest museum. We went to the Space Museum with William Hartnell's first doctor. Really? Yeah. Space Museum was awesome. The Space Museum. The Space Museum. (laughs) It was in a serial called, guess what? The Museum in Space. No, the Space Museum. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I overthought that. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) And that museum was like 10 times bigger than this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was clearly a more impressive collection. Here we go! We've got the Doc and Sarah Jane being on top form. Back to what we want them to be. We do have in Mr. Chase a Bond villain who is better than most Bond villains. I sort of remembered it from way back when as being a really standout episode and it has not disappointed. I know it's not an epochal, era-defining episode. Sure. But I just think it's a really good one. (laughs) Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends! But I've got no friends! No problemo, tell some strangers! Hey! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome! High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it, we're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, cha ciao. Who back when?